one film, three hosts, 21 bridges. Welcome to episode 37 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, 21 Bridges. lot of bodies on the floor dropping bodies <laughs> a lot a lot of kills a lot of death blows death blows uh, death blows hello my friends chris is live commentating him I'm, watching I the trailer oh wow there's a lot happening here <laughs> there is a lot happening i saw the trailer a few weeks ago and i can't remember a thing that happened in it wait now they're getting to the 21 bridges concept why because it's the title of the movie isn't this just a part of whatever batman movie that was did that happen in a batman dark movie? Knight. dark knight rises yeah when he, when he traps them all yeah i stopped watching it because i've seen this movie already it's called dark knight rises <laughs> except it's only 10 minutes of dark knight rises <laughs> all right so podcast over <laughs> i was born in the darkness um, I was bored in the docks. <laughs> That's good. Yes. That was good. I don't know how he got to that voice with that character, but and but it, how it they were works, like, yeah, cool, work. do that. We hear what you've created, and we want to confirm that you should do that for the whole movie. Yeah, check out my face mask. <laughs> Look, Tom, Tommy, baby, baby, baby. I know you. Are in a movie now that's a follow-up to a movie that was one of the biggest hits of all time and uh, features a Batman villain that was a performance that, you know, is like no one will ever forget and it'll never be topped. So no pressure. Just, like, let us know what you come up with. You know, it's fine. Just whatever you're able to come up with for an inventive Batman villain. No pressure. And then he's, he's like, like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> you'll oh, wow. see indeed. Like, Okay, I said don't feel the pressure. I feel like you totally cracked under the pressure because this is insane. I'm with you, bro. I Okay. All right, well. All right, Tom, see you later. Like when we said no pressure, Tom, that that was genuine. Like we know you can't top it. Just we wanted you to do your own thing, your own spin. It's fine. Um, even your normal voice. It's a, it's a lovely voice. You could have used that. <laughs> Wait till you get a load of me. Shake, sh- Shake Shack had penetrated the cross Atlantic area. Oh, well, yeah. they've penetrated the UK hard. They actually, have, I, really? I have no idea. I actually have no idea. They have one in Gatwick. That's I was going to guess that maybe the only one is in the airport, which, if you're confined just to the airport, you haven't really, I feel like, broken into the nation proper. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Airports are like international waters. Yeah, it's like an embassy. It's like not really another it's not really that country right isn't that the plot of that movie where tom hanks lives in an airport for many years <laughs> yes his home country is krakosia and <laughs> <laughs> i t- think about krakosia a lot uh, i don't know considering why. that it's not real 
and that I didn't like the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. I saw it. It's it's not memorable. Yeah, but he can't leave the airport because Krokosia like doesn't is like isn't recognized or it something. It stops existing. No, yeah. it stops existing while he's in the air en yeah. route. It's just it's no longer a country. So and so when he arrives at JFK work. or where where is it? Something like that. That sounds yeah, LaGuardia, New York, I think. So he can't leave and he can't go back to it, I guess, because there's nothing to go back to. So he's just there in the airport for some time. How many bridges are in this movie? 21 bridges. Okay. Can I just take one opportunity, because it's a ripe opportunity, to mention that the first item in the trivia on IMDb was that this movie was originally titled 17 Bridges. (laughs) Is this movie a prequel to Mile 22? (laughs) Yes. We're going to find out at the end that uh, Mark Wahlberg's in the epilogue. Okay, so we know how it ends, but how does it start? <laughs> okay, before it like, officially starts, I just want to say to our beloved listeners that if you're enjoying our programming from Mile 22 to 21 Bridges, rate and or review us on our platforms. Thank you in yes, advance. Yes, give us 21 out of 10 <laughs> or a similar amount is yes. the scale out of 10. Maybe I should have practiced this. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you. And thank you for, and thank you for listening. Thank you for forgiving that. Even if you don't rate, thank you for listening. But, like, come on. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. You Just got grow a, up. You got a hand? <laughs> you got a hand? Anyway, cool. Um, hey, guys. That went well. Don't forget to rate and uh, review. <laughs> thank you. That went great. That went great. All right. So, 21 Bridges. Okay, it starts off uh, solemnly at a funeral of a fallen cop killed in the line of duty. And the funeral sermon, eulogy, what have you, goes on for some time. It's very aggressive. Um, the guy giving aggressive. the eulogy, yeah, who I guess is his friend, he's like, instead of me being angry and full of rage at this murder of this hero, I'm going to be at peace knowing that in the midst of this crime, he killed two of the three bad guys, like, before he fell himself. And he instilled all of this, like, hardness and principle and integrity into his young son who's in the pews crying a young probably like eight years old young boy um yeah the funeral was uh uh, it was heavy i i'm i just want to say that i'm here for your uh portrayal of that of that uh eulogy (laughs) yeah that was moving you really brought the emotion thanks absolutely i appreciate um, just to confirm we're in uh new york fucking city Yes, New York City. So this cop who doesn't really say what the crime was that he interrupted, but he killed two of the three assailants before they got him. And then cut to 19 years later with the graphic, still in New York. And at this point, the film starts putting up time codes. So I think it's around like 4.30 p.m. on this particular is it, day. Is it present oh. day 2019? Yeah, present day. Okay. And we meet. Oh, what numbers in play right now? A lot of numbers. Two out of three. Two out of three. (laughs) Nineteen years later. Twenty-one. Time code four twenty p.m. Yep. Four twenty. Blaze it. Um. (laughs) And uh, and then twenty-one. I assume is coming. That's coming. How many num? How many numbers you got? A lot. A lot. I got another one coming for you right now. So we meet Andre. That is the young boy from the funeral, grown up. We can sense. Uh, he's now a cop himself, played by T'Challa Chaswick, Chadwick Boseman. What name do you like me to use? Chad. T'Challa. <laughs> you have two choices. To Chad. 
<laughs> to, 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 to Chad. <laughs> to Chad is going to be really hard to say, but fine. I'll try my best. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's beautiful. in um, an internal affairs conference room setting because um, recently he had fired his firearm in the line of duty. And as is protocol, you have to go through the investigation to make sure that that was a called for exchange of gunplay. Fucking so IA. Yeah, so he's being he's interviewed. Got, he's got IA way up his ass. Am I <laughs> I'm right? cursing a lot today. <laughs> and yeah, you are. They say, well, we're looking at your records, and you've got nine kills over the last eight years on your record. How do you oh, feel about God. that? <laughs> yeah. That's a Maybe lot. Like many. How many kills? There's a number. That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, they were all justified. I have no regret. I'm like, he's super hard. Like, I found it really difficult to like to Chad in this film. Um, So it wasn't gritty erotic. It was gritty dead inside. Yeah, very dead inside. And just like, I never shot unprovoked. I was cleared on all those previous occasions. I feel justified in this current occasion. And I know I have to go through the motions of this interview, but I have nothing to say. I have like no emotions about it. And I was just doing my job. And you're all real consummate professional, I have to admit. To Chad, <laughs> right now, he is following the letter of the law. What's his What's his uh, precinct and what's his beat? What's his uh, What's his rank? Uh, Serial number? He's not in a uniform, so I guess detective level. He's a detective, and do they clothes. say that he's in in vice or 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 in in? I believe he's in narcos. Murder. Not definitely not narcos. Because that comes up. I think he's, he's in a... Uh, Homicide Squad. Uh, then he goes home to visit his ailing mother who has dementia and she thinks that he is his own dad. Um, spoiler alert, she is not he's relevant not. to this film and this was only to speak to him being a considerate human being, I guess. Uh, otherwise, there's no bearing on the rest of the movie. Yeah. They, at least they were like, our guys. So hard to like and such a murderous sociopath. We've ever seen where he talks to his mother. So people are like, okay, like He's fine. he at least loves his mom. Yeah, that is yeah. all it did. Okay. Uh, okay, then cut to, so we're cut to uh, between to Chad and what he's up to and the criminals, which we're meeting for the first time right now. Tim Riggins. You got another time code? Um, we do, I think. I think, yeah, it's like around it? like 1 a.m. All right. Oh, okay. And he, so after he's seen the mom to Chad, goes back out for another stint. I mean, his, for a nightcap. Yeah, he's on the night night deal. Night moves. Um, so Tim Riggins and Stephen James, who plays Michael. Um, I'm going to call them Tim and Michael, I think. Uh, okay. Tim and Mike. <laughs> Tim and Mike. Who's Stephen James? Is he in notable? He played Jesse Owens in the race movie. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, he's in other stuff, wasn't he? He's from Scarborough. Uh, Man. Oh really? Yeah, he's yeah. a crowd knock. <laughs> Lovely. All right, Tim and Mike. So yeah, Tim and Mike are in a car. They drive up with skull masks on to a wine store, and they're there to steal a stash of cocaine. Oh, cocaine. And okay, uh, so the wine the wine store is a front. Correct. And they take the owner of the wine store, who's there. 
because he is uh, nefarious himself, down to a freezer, and they're surprised to see that instead of the 30 kilos that they were expecting in there to nab, it's 300 kilos. Um, what the hell? There's a like, number. Isn't that like, a lot. There's a lot of numbers. Isn't that like tens of millions of dollars worth of cocaine? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you have an Excel going, Jeremy, by any chance that you are like uh, Google Sheets you could share to me that you are creating on the fly? Access, uh, database. I see. Okay. I am going to SQL that. Um, this is a, there are a lot Do of a metrics. pull request. There are a lot of quantitative metrics. <laughs> Sam, did you, did, did at any point, did you think you needed to write times down in your notes or anything? Were you like, were you overwhelmed by the, the number, the numeracy of this film? Um, I thought at the beginning that I was going to become overwhelmed, but then when I was putting my notes together yesterday, it all came to me. It all came rushing right back to me. I feel really good about my intel. Okay. I feel like that's mostly you and not as much the film. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's raw skill. That's what sometimes, I'm feeling right now. Sometimes I'm less confident. I feel good today. Yeah, I know, but I love the confidence. Also, I'm very much looking forward to Alexander Siddig appearing, <laughs> Dr. Julian Bashir. <laughs> Which is definitely what we're calling him. Fine, that's a ways away. Still. Dr. JB. Um, so they're very flummoxed by this tenfold amount and not prepared uh, to deal with that. Like, they're really upset, which confused me. Um, it becomes clearer later. I'm like, but it's more. Like, that's good, right? Um, yeah, and, and if and if it's a problem, just take 30. Yeah, so they take 50. Um, oh, okay, compromise. <laughs> or they that's at least a lot of figures. So hang on, so that's 300 minus 50, so carry the one, so that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So yeah, but like, they're really disturbed. They're like, we were told it was 30. I don't understand. So anyway, they, they're in the midst of packing up 50 and heading out. So they're in the, bo- in the basement where the freezer is, heading upstairs when cops, four cops, gently knock on the door. It doesn't feel like a raid. It feels like a visit. 50 oh. kilos, four cops, 21 yeah. bridges. <laughs> <laughs> to Chad. To Chad. Um, and the cops enter, and Tim and Mike immediately get into a shootout with them. And in the midst of the shootout, Mike kills the wine shop owner. And mm-hmm. Tim kills those four cops, plus another three that come from the next set of cars. So we're up to eight cops. Seven are killed. One is on death's door. Wait, but no, but the guy that... And the guy, Michael, and the wine owner. Mike killed a wine owner. Yeah. And then Riggins has killed seven cops. And then there's one still hanging on cop, okay. female. Okay, but, but, but just to take a step back, the cops came and knocked on the door in such a way that made you believe that they were acquainted and uh, in cahoots or at least friendly or tolerating each other's presence and activities. Yes, I had some misgivings about their behavior. I see. Did they? Their, their, their police work, in other words. Yes. Um, but they so but they wanted the they wanted to were they saying you're under arrest or were they more like they were there for a parlay were they like give me them 50 keys or what was their demand they seemed equally surprised to find tim and mike there okay they were thinking they were just going to find wine the the cocaine yeah yeah or maybe just wine. (laughs) riggins should have said guys there's 300 i took 50 there's, there's 250 more. left. Yeah. Please left. help yourself to the rest, yeah. good yeah. sirs. Yeah. Yeah. Misunderstandings. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. So 
they're all dead except for the one female who's left barely hanging on. Michael could help her, but he leaves her in a heartless manner. And Mike and Tim steal one of the cop cars and race off, wondering about the bad information on this heist in the 50. Like, do they feel like maybe they were set up? Yeah. Okay. And they are, like, mid-level, low-level, high-level criminal uh, operatives? Low. We'll figure out soon, like, what the actual gig was. But Tim and Mike. I'll skip ahead. Basically, they were commissioned by another drug guy to steal from his opponent drug guy. It was a commissioned piece. Yeah. Okay. And these guys, they're they're uh, they're young. They're 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 buff bros. And at least Reagan's, he tends to play like ex-military. Like he they is almost, ex-military. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that. I copy. I got that. <laughs> uh, the haircut and just the remorseless killing. Uh, and the also, precision killing. Also, I feel like Tim Reagan's is just a military name. Hell yeah. Lieutenant Reagan's. Yeah. I think their dad. I think Reagan's his dad maybe was in the military. I don't know. He was a drunk. Left the boys to fend for themselves. Anyway, they found a, they a found lot. healing through football. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, okay, so Andre is, or to Chad, I should say, is brought... Yes, you should say. <laughs> I have to translate my own notes. Okay, to Chad is brought into the scene. It's now just after one in the morning, and J.K. Simmons is there. He is the chief i guess head guy of the station that had deployed all these killed cops from station 85 station 85 yeah so more numbers station 85 led by jk so he's there more in a grieving role and to chad is brought in to run the case okay and it's like simmons plays captain mckenna but we'll just call him jk i believe yeah we will call him jk and he is uh, gruff, take no, take no shit, I assume? He explicitly implores to Chad to find the perps and kill them because of his reputation as being cold-blooded. And that's basically why he asked for him to lead the case. It's like, I want to protect the widows and the families of my fallen officers from the trials and the paroles and the appeals and the years of having to live through this. Put them out of their misery and kill them tonight, basically, is what he oh. says. <laughs> oh, New York City police work. That's, yeah. This is some brutal shit. Uh, I'm going to put this down. I'm, I'm I'm working the case alongside to chat already. I'm riding shotgun on this one. And I'm going to put this down for you. J.K. Simmons is bad, and he wants everybody uh, removed. And that's why he's brought in the murderous to Chad. And the best thing for J.K. at this point would be for all of his enemies to be murdered by to Chad. Well, we'll have yeah. to just see how it plays out. He wants that we? 250. Yeah. He knows about that 250. He knows about Cap- those two, that 250, and he can, can probably control all 21 of the bridges. <laughs> probably He could probably run it through Station Lock 85. Lock it down. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I do think. Okay, there are also on site two nameless, non-famous grieving cops, also of Station 85, who are there lamenting the loss of their fallen brothers and soon-to-be-fallen sister. Spoiler alert, she doesn't make it. So that's eight <laughs> eight confirmed cop kills, one wine owner kill. Got ya. Yep. And uh, they look at to Chad with disdain. Nothing much comes of it for now. Uh, at the same... They look at him with disdain. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys, you're in my crime scene. Can you move? And they're not happy with his steely uh, lack of compassion, I guess. 
Gaia. They so can't even take a moment to. So, so I know Jeremy, you're riding shotgun with to chat on this, but mm. it seems like he's actually a lone wolf in this film. Does he have a partner well, or no? He is right now. The next line is JK points Sienna Miller out of the narcotics uh, wing of station 85 to partner with him, given that this is also a drug case. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, and actually, okay, that's a great point, bringing narcotics back into this, because that leads me to a huge loophole. Uh, as a amateur detective, I'm embarrassed. I forgot. What about the cocaine? Is there still 250 kilos of cocaine on the scene? Yes. Okay. So they, hmm. okay. Okay. Just in the wine store, in the covered wine in store. blood spatter. Does yeah. Santa Miller think it's a lot of cocaine? Yeah. It's like, this is the biggest bust in, like, Year, months or years in New York. So that is mentioned. And also to Chad, he like looks at the scene of the crime and he just like goes through, uh, okay, well, there's a cluster of, um, what's the word from the bullet? The casings. Casings. There, and there's one there. Therefore, there were two guys. And from the angle of the wound on the wine owner, one, that one guy did it, and then the rest were the other guy, and he's a much more precise killer. Like, he's a, like he just, like, sees all of it instantly. Yeah, he's respecting the um, the artistry of a fellow murderer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Game-recognized game. Yep, yep. Okay, back to Tim and Michael. They run a red light going into Manhattan. So this, I don't remember which borough it occurs in, but the wine store is in... Queens or Bronx or non-Manhattan, but they're fleeing into Manhattan on the way to the sale with the cocaine, and they run a red light recklessly. The 50 kilos of cocaine. Correct. They meet with their contact, who's liaising between them and the drug kingpin. This man's name, which is said many times, is Toriano Bush. Okay. I'll let you sit on that for a second. I think that you should always use his full name. I will. Thank and you. I plan to. <laughs> so Toriano Bush takes Tim and Mike to the buyer and they complain. Like, we were told that it was 30 and, like, you sent us into the lion's den. Like, this isn't going to go unnoticed. That's when I started cluing in of, like, why they're upset. It's, like, just a bigger scale heist and therefore will be more noticeable. Yep. Uh, and he, the buyer says, look, guys, I'm a drug dealer, and I say you need to steal from another drug dealer. It's not exactly a detail-oriented business. It's so, like, 30, 300, 50, whatever. You have cocaine, and I'm going to buy it from you. Like, no, it's all good, He's man. Wrong. He's wrong. If this film has got one philosophy so far, <laughs> it is the importance of accurate numbers. <laughs> yeah, specificity. And Mike says, well, I want a million dollars for this 50, and the... Yeah. What you're getting is worth 5.5. So I guess I am detail-oriented. Or Tim says he is one of the detail-oriented ones. So the buyer reluctantly gives them the million dollars in cash in bag form. And they also pay off Toriano Bush's $17,000 in debt to the buyer um, in order to take his car. Toriano owed the buyer 17. Yes. Yeah. So the 5 mil minus 17,000. Correct. Back to to Chad and J.K. Now the FBI is brought in, and they want to take over the case, but J.K. is angered by that because he feels a personal connection to the case, and he wants to Chad on the beat, and he says, we can do it. And to Chad suggests that we eliminate, or they, like, go through 
all their theories. Like, okay, well, it's this much cocaine worth this much, and, like, you wouldn't do that in the Bronx because... That's not the crowd. Like all, they like eliminate all the boroughs in New Jersey and Connecticut in a way that is nonsense. They're like, well, through math. They're like, well, The Sopranos wasn't a real show. They wouldn't go to New Jersey, and they wouldn't go to Brooklyn because it's all like hipsters and moms. Like that's not where they would be doing the exchange. Therefore, it must be Manhattan. They just conclude this like very easily. Mike and Tim can only be going into one area, and that area is Manhattan. They love coke. Yeah. Yep. yep. And therefore, we should close the city. And you know what, FBI? I know that our mayor would be into this. This is like a huge bloodbath of the city's finest. This isn't something we can gloss over. We have to go like maximum operations and we should just close down everything. So it's like around 1.15 in the morning and within approximately eight minutes, however few minutes the next timestamp is, he has accomplished this. So in voiceover, he's like, close all the bridges, close all the tunnels, close all the ferries, send in like an army of blue. And that Wait, is achieved. I got the in- exact line here. We got 21 bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. Three rivers. Close them. Four tunnels. Block them. Stop every train and loop the subways. Then we flood the island with blue. Yeah, okay. Uh, my wow. paraphrase is pretty good i think well it takes eight minutes for his plan to be achieved which i found <laughs> preposterous um isn't it take eight minutes to get the mayor like yeah I, I don't it know. takes eight minutes to like get the guys on one bridge on the radio successfully <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it does it's not like he has an app <laughs> it was a ludicrous also uh, so I assume that he's speaking to a group of people who are all listening to him. Yep. Who in turn are like have at their fingertips, radio fingertips or whatever, the co- command of like the entire New York City Police Department. Like they're at the entire city's hanging off his every word. <laughs> yeah. And like these FBI guys and JK are able to green light this plan and execute it within eight minutes. Hang on, I have one more question. J.K., how does J.K. feel about this plan? He feels great about it. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, he's super into it, and they're like, it's one in the morning, not one in the afternoon. This is, all things considered, like, the best time to not interrupt New York and do this. And the FBI says, fine, you have till five in the morning. Otherwise, we're stepping in. You have till five in the morning to murder these (laughs) two men. Catch and or kill these two men. 5 a.m., two men, 21 bridges, <laughs> four hours to do so? Yep. Three okay. rivers, four tunnels. One Sienna Miller. <laughs> One Sienna Miller. She's there, and she's like, okay. She's like writing, making notes as he's, as he's saying these things. It's like, oh, she's like, three rivers, yeah, okay, four tunnels. Uh-huh, <laughs> shutting it down, okay. There's going to be Good drugs, to go. and I'm going to get go. the drugs. Yep. Uh, okay, so back to... Michael and Tim, they know that having done this heist and it going so badly, they're going to have to be on the run forever. Uh, That's just their fate, and it's going to be difficult with this drug cash. So they need to get it cleaned, and they get a referral from Toriano Bush and the drug kingpin of said cleaner located in Manhattan. So they take off to go find Tim. Back to... 
they yep. do they realize they're trapped on Manhattan now? Do they I'm, know about the bridge ra- raising? Uh, they have a, bri- a, a police scanner. I don't know if they know that yet, but they just know like this is all gone wrong. It's going down. Yeah. Okay. And for real, did they get a ticket for the red light or was it a red light cam? No, the red light cam is coming up right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and by the way, just to like jump ahead in a general note, the closure of Manhattan has almost no impact on the movie. Like, yes, it's it occurs in Manhattan, but like they don't really find an obstacle like, well, we can't leave. Like that doesn't come up. Um, okay. Well, wow. I guess uh, I'm. I guess why they, this is why they didn't call this movie "Escape from New York." <laughs> there was another movie called that, which was about escaping from New York. Do uh, things happen on bridges? No, they don't. Okay, I'm, all right. I'm, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To Chad, I mean, he's got a vision. Maybe we just don't need to ask questions, and yeah. I'm sure he's got his reasons for talking about the numbers all the time and the maths and the whatnots. <laughs> okay, so okay, back to to Chad and team, which is Sienna Miller. The red light running camera thing is caught by um, a Manhattan station, and they realize it's something reportable, and so they phone it in to, to Chad and Sienna Miller, give them the plate number, etc. Wait, Do what they have was like re- a like a like a temporary HQ set up somewhere for this operation? They do not. Where are they? It's on, Station eighty five. No, they're on foot, oh. like going from whatever evidentiary setting to the next. Okay, so okay. they so to Chad to Chad and Sienna run down the on file owner of the car, who's actually not Toriano Bush, but Toriano Bush's ex girlfriend, and she says, "Oh, it belongs to my ex." Um, we just had to put it in my name because he like had bad credit and he broke up with me because he um, was philandering and and he took the car and he took the car and they show her a picture of the like from the red light cam and she identifies okay they must not be wearing the mask anymore she identifies them instantly she's like yeah that is Tim and Mike and (laughs) Tim went to the army with his best friend who died in Afghanistan and Mike is the younger brother of that friend, and like now they're buddied up. And uh, Mike could have done it all; like he could have had the greatest career, but he sassed a sergeant and got dishonorably discharged. And Tim's like a wildcat himself, and so now they're like on the loose together. Wow, that lead paid off. Yeah. Eh? She's sung <laughs> like a canary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She and really. So- uh, ex- expeditiously just laid it all out for them. Totally. And, um, and she says this to Sienna and to Chad. Yeah. And just the two of them. Okay. Just it seems the two like of them. Sienna is a non-factor in this story so far, other than she's there. She's mostly a non-factor till later. Her deal is that she's uh, like putting on a really thick New York accent, and she has a kid, and she doesn't want to get killed tonight herself. So she's like, we need to like wrap this up and like keep it, it like tight, right and tight. Right. Um, she doesn't want to get murdered. That's an interesting choice for a human being. She's got the wrong partner if she doesn't want to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, shit, I got partnered with murder to Chad. <laughs> Not the cool to Chad from Vice. Murder to Chad. I work in narcotics, but trust me, we heard about this guy and all of his killing. Don't yep. mix up the two to Chads in this precinct. They're very different. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so as depicted, Mike is the much more docile, likable one, even though he's pretty much a murderer too, and Tim is much more the reckless, loose cannon of the duo. Yeah. Mike only murdered one person, and Reagan's murdered eight. Correct. They make that so very clear. That's a total of nine. <laughs> it's eight times worse. Yeah. Riggins. 800%. I yeah. ran the quadratic uh, theorem <laughs> on that one. Um, the Toriano Bush's ex also tells them that the entire grouping of these individuals frequents the Pan Am bar. Oh, my so... God. She just <laughs> never stops ratting. <laughs> <laughs> no, she gives it all right up. Informant Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to Tim and Mike. Their names are splashed all over the news now that they've been identified, and Mike is running scared, and he wants to really get this done quickly so they can get out of Dodge. Uh, now we go to the cleaner, your beloved, what's his name? Dr. Bashir. Uh, Dr. Julian Bashir. That's Julian, correct. Yeah, Julian Bashir. Chief medical officer of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> so he is the cleaner, the money cleaner. And he's yes, wearing... He uh, a detailed robe. <laughs> Ooh, a detailed robe. That's also very him. Like a silky patterned yep. robe? Yep. Does he have like a, like a, maybe a snifter of brandy or something? I mean, he's maybe he wearing well. slippers? He may as well be, yeah. All that entire vibe. Because it is now like two in the morning. Does he have a velvet sofa? Basically. Does he have a fireplace going? He does not. Does he have a pet tiger? <laughs> maybe in the back. Okay. So you know, Tim... it's funny because I assume that that's exactly what D- Dr. Julian Bashir's quarters looked like on Deep Space Nine, too. Like, he's a sensual man. He is. He is a sensual man. He's sensual. a man who enjoys sensual pleasures. Uh, yeah. And he conveys that very well. When they put out the casting call for a sensual man, There's his agent <laughs> is always calling him up saying, Alexander Siddig, this is for you. Totally. Anyway, I'm I'm riled up. Sorry. Okay, so Sim, sheer. Sim, do you like do you like Star Trek? You don't I, like Star Trek. I, I do not. Because I, I heard not. you sigh when you when you when you knew you had to say his name, <laughs> his Star Trek name. You yeah. you took a deep sigh. You're like, <sighs> what the fuck is his name? Because <laughs> I Does was it help to call that him... he was also in GOT. Yeah, I was ready to call him Doron Martell, but I will call okay. him Julian Bashir. Who is also, I mean, you know, he had his physical challenges, but sensuous nonetheless. Very much, very much Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Brought a lot of sensuality to that role. <laughs> Completely. Uh, okay, so Tim is very distrustful uh, of this man and the style of cleaning, but Michael reminds him, but we got the name from Toriano Bush, so <laughs> he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. His girlfriend. <laughs> his girlfriend's a rat, but... Well, he left her and stole her car. So anyway, who's to say who's in the right, who's in the wrong? What is it about Dr. Julian Bashir's method of cleaning the money that Riggins doesn't like? Well, what they have to do is just give him all the cash and put it in a safe and then trust that he's going to wire them the amount of money minus his take. I see. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't like that either if I were them. There's a lot of, they got a lot to be on edge about right now. They don't need that as well. They, they just want cash monies. Yeah, but that's not his style. For, he takes for their me it cash would be money. About what type of, it would, for me, it would be about what type of robe uh, Dr. <laughs> Julia Bashir was wearing. That's how I'd know if I could trust him or not. Like, if it was a paisley, you'd be like, no, we're leaving. Absolutely not. But if it's like leopard print, then I would be like, yes, I'm in your hands. Proceed. Yeah. 
Well, anyway. established that he likes tigers, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So he is proceeding. He takes the cash and put, places it in the safe, and he's in the midst of wiring them their amount minus his cut, and he gives them all these instructions like, your new name is whatever. None of this matters because they don't use the names, but I'm like, this is your new name, and what you need to do is split up, take a bus to Miami, meet there, go see this guy, so-and-so. He'll give you your new passports, and then you'll go to Nat. Like, he tells them this whole set of steps. None of that happens so it doesn't really matter but they're prepared yep me and me yeah me the and me. sensuousest of cities yeah still um, in miami most but... of these girls are too messy <laughs> but before they leave cops show up and without them knocking or identifying themselves or going through the normal cop procedure of like saying like cops are here please open whatever they just start blindly shooting through the metal door uh of Dr. Julian Bashir's condo, and he gets shot in the eye. In the eye! Oh, oh no! Yep, because he's looking through the people, and they are just oh. going for it. Yeah, so these cops remind me a lot of the cops uh, Tim and Michael ran into uh, the start of the film. They sure do, don't they? Um, did he catch a bullet in the eye to death? Not, uh, it's a slow death. So... Oh, I see. Oh. Well, he's a tough man. It's the rope. <laughs> God. Is it a sensual death? <laughs> no. So he yes. whispers in his final, final moments to Michael, take the USB keys that are like hanging. He has this whole station of computers where he's like monitoring the accounting and the exchanges and the what have you of his cleaning methodology. Yes. And so he says, take those USB keys and the password is cool hand, all lowercase, one word. <laughs> he says all that? Yeah, he says all that. I'm sorry. He whispers it. <laughs> the password is cool hand. And finally, before you go, untie my rope. <laughs> I got something for you. Take all the USBs, all of them. <laughs> well, okay. So Michael takes the two USB keys and... Tim steals the original cash back from the safe, and they flee out the window. So, cut to <laughs> the Pan Am bar. Uh, and remember those two greeting nameless cops from the original crime scene that didn't like to chat? Well, yeah, they were eyeballing them. Yeah, they find Toriano Bush hanging leisurely at the Pan Am bar, and they shoot him in the head in cold blood. <gasps> Toriano! Murder. Yep. All Good right, day, I think these these cops are remind me a lot of those cops that just shot <laughs> Dr. Julian Bashir. Don't they? <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you think they know each other? So to Chad and JK and Sienna show up at the Pan Am bar to this bloodbath, and the cops claim that it was a justified kill and it was provoked and in the line of duty. Um, but witnesses decry that as false, but JK backs them up. But we can see that T'Chad does not believe their account. But T'Chad yeah. is totally that style. No, because T'Chad does not kill unprovoked. He's very adamant about that. Yeah, his kill his kill record is very clean. He like according to him. No, according to IA, they can't. Mm. They probably have him in the office every week they and they're, in any time. They're like, yeah, he's another meticulous. righteous kill. Yeah. Uh, J.K. backs the cops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's all coming together, Jeremy. Um, okay, mm. now we're probably going to ask mm. how they get the info, because I was really trying my best. There are a couple moments where I just can't quite recall how T'Chad gets the tip, but he gets a tip 
a hot tip on Tim and Mike. They're spotted, and it's been called in. Because, you know, they're plaster all over the news now. Okay, yeah. I just forget I the, like, mechanics of it. But he gets a tip. They, they've been spotted. Fair enough. It's Manhattan. Yeah. CCTV. Or, yeah, just an eyewitness from the news. Eyewitness account. Yeah. Someone, Still like, is, they're on the subway. Someone's on the subway reading a newspaper, and then they lower the newspaper and look <laughs> over top of it, and they're, like, typing behind the paper, you know, on their phone. All that. Except they're still on the ground level, and Tim and Mike are now huddled in a hotel, uh, not in a room, just in the ground level of it, discussing that they need to split up. Like, they're still going to do the plan, split up and meet in Miami. And before they're able to split up, one of the local hotel security guys spots them and cops come, not to Chad, just regular beat cops, and another shootout ensues. By now, to Chad and Sienna have caught up to this, and so now they're engaged in this ongoing shootout in which another cop is killed. So they're up to nine confirmed cop kills, one wine owner kill. Who got this, who got this one? Ten. Yeah. 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 And he's so good. <laughs> And to Chad kills Tim. Whoa! whoa. I know, unexpected. Wow, but, that's whoa! But a clean kill, showdown. as always. Clean kill, yeah. Very clean, yeah. He just murdered a police officer. Yep. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. And Michael escapes. Michael does not quite escape yet. He's in the midst of escaping when he is come upon by Santa Miller. He takes her in the like arm around the throat, gun to head, hostage. God damn it, Sienna. Uh, move. Yeah. And to Chad comes Sienna up on them. Get shot, yeah. But look what's happening now. Yeah. yeah. To Chad comes up. And so he and Mike are speaking while he's holding Sienna in this, uh, in this maneuver. And she says to, to Chad, just take the shot, take the shot. But to Chad, take wants the to, shot. Yeah. But to Chad wants to talk <laughs> hey, him down. And... Hey, hey, <laughs> take the shot. Pop quiz, a hot shot to take the shot. <laughs> And that sounds Caribbean somehow. Mike says, I have these, I have these USB keys, and, you know, I think there's something juicy on them. Uh, I think there's something, like, bigger at play here. Like, something's not right about the height. Some sort of corruption. And it's like, if you kill me, I've stashed them. Like, you won't be able to prove any of this. And to Chad says, I only need to prove what happened to myself. It doesn't matter what, like, inadmissibility issues there are. I just want you to tell me what you know. He's trying to calm them down. Wow, and, okay, playing the mental game. Yeah, and to Chad says, I can tell you're not a bad guy because if you were, you would have just shot her. And that motivates Mike a little bit. He, like, goes to an open door, shoves Sienna in front of him, and runs off. So he spares her, but gives himself enough lead time to run off. Was it a bluff? It was a bluff. Because he, he had them on him. Yeah. Now Mike is in the weeds, and to Chad and Sienna and JK go to Dr. Julian Bashir's crib, because now that mm -hmm. incident has been reported, and they go to that crime scene, and uh, to Chad wonders why one of the cops that showed up there, Kelly is his, you know, Officer Kelly, mm -hmm. no, not famous, why, how he even knew to go there. So that's rattling in his mind, but things are too busy for him to really drill, drill down on that right now. Yeah, that's alarming. What, what, what were they doing there? Yeah. How'd they know to go there? Meanwhile, J.K. says to Chad, I knew you are the one for the job. You've already got one of them killed already. You're doing great. <laughs> Keep killing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Andre looks over the computer I... bay and sees 
two missing USB, like he sees the ports where USBs could be, and he's like, aha, that computer does allow USBs to be plugged in. Therefore, what Michael was saying was true. Because there's USB ports on the computer? Yep, it was crazy. They did, like, a very specific close-up on the ports through his point of view. This movie, like, acts like it's smart, but then when you think about it, it's very stupid. Mm. It's one of those times. That's another equation. That's your theorem. <laughs> yeah. That's Herman's theorem. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Hermanian theorem. Yeah, we're, we're working out the equation right now. <laughs> okay, so back to Michael. He jacks a rich condo guy as he enters his home and, like, cold cocks him to knock him out and uses this rich guy's computer to open the USBs and play around with some of the files. And all they are are different Excel spreadsheets with accounting finances and records and such. And Mm -hmm. one of them is labeled 85, just like Station 85. So Michael opens that one. I don't, there are like dozens of files. He doesn't know that Station 85 is the station that's like the one in play, but he opens that file and all the... Wait, Sam, I'm going to, and our listeners are definitely going to need, I need to know what's on all the tabs of all the spreadsheets. So I, need, the, I need you to go through that. So the far left <laughs> column is a directory of the users. And this particular one, the names are what Michael easily identifies as badge numbers. Wow. I was actually joking, but this is actually really interesting now. <laughs> I'm, I'm riveted. I'm, I'm riveted. ready for I you. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. So I'm not, usually don't think I'm ready. Today, yeah, so, I am. So the users are identified by their badge number in, in column one. In the 85 file and one of the other files are just like drug guy names like street names okay nicknames and then uh, the next column is numbers is a an amount and then the rest are like dates and account numbers so it's it's cops how many murders they did on that day (laughs) and how much money they got paid for it (laughs) and what account that they transferred the money yeah. from or to? Probably yeah. from. Yeah, to. The, debit- the debiting account? The debiting account. E- all, all that. You know, math. Banking well, it is stuff. finance. Yes, yeah. so they have to, records have to be kept. So, your debits must equal your credits. But Otherwise, you're, your you're in a lot of trouble. What flummoxed yeah. me Otherwise. was how Michael just knows, like, oh, those six digits are definitely badge numbers. I mean... I, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't jump to that. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, Michael was a military guy, right? He was in the military. Uh, yeah, bit so, of a stretch. Yeah, bit of a stretch. I mean, his his math, his mind is in maths mode to begin with. Maybe also, he's... yeah. And to be fair, also, his whole day has been cops trying to murder him. True, cops so he, are on the front of his mind. So he might, yeah, he might quickly go there. Well. Needless to say, he's kind of cracking this situation that the cops are corrupt, and we're also using Dr. Julian Bashir to clean. Uh, before he can really examine them, a new set of cops show up at the condo, and he's in another chase. To, tra- to Chad shows up again and follows him into a subway station, and they're on the platform of the station, and the subway comes, and they do that, like, are we both going in? Are we both staying out? Like... Love that, that dance classic, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to get into one of those in real life. <laughs> let's do one when you're here, Chris. Let's do, let's do several. 
Yeah, let's do a chase. Get on the Toronto news. Okay, I'm Get them to close these four bridges that are in Toronto (laughs) that don't actually block entry and exit from the city because it's not an island. Uh, So then another swarm of cops is coming down the stairs onto the platform and to Chad and Michael give a knowing glance of like, let's both go on and talk mano a mano. That's what they do. And they elude the rest of the cops. Now they're on a moving train face to face, both holding guns on each other. It is not busy. I think they're the only ones in the car. It's like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or something, right? Yeah. We haven't had a time check in a while, but... I know they only have until 5. Yes, it's like now 3.30, 4 maybe. Okay. The time really doesn't matter, except that there's supposedly a deadline. It's not really... Even though JK has never shown any sign of wavering. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Um, So they're in close quarters, guns on each other, and Mike says, I I hid the USBs, but he continues telling him, like, I looked at them, the police are involved... There's no way I could have moved 300 kilos of cocaine without a cartel or cops on the take. Like, you must see it. Like, there's a greater conspiracy going on. And to Chad is, he's believing it. But he starts talking him down. He's like, you've already done so much crime today. But if you (laughs) cooperate with me, I'll let you live. Like, you'll be in jail, but you'll live. But if you keep carrying on, like, you're not going to survive this day. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's that's it's very level headed. Yeah, it's real very level headed. And uh, Michael says, I can tell that you to Chad are different from the other cops. And he says, how can you tell? And he says, because if you were like them, you would have killed me already. See, he is a justifiable kill only kind of guy. Yeah. Despite his, his gruff exterior. He's yeah, his, his righteous kill code <laughs> is sets him apart. It's watertight. <laughs> From the looser killing of his colleagues. <laughs> yeah. Extremely flagrant, loose. Flagrant Loosey goosey. <laughs> and Michael is in the midst of lowering his gun and surrendering himself to to Chad when Michael is shot through the window of the next car over. Somehow, and I don't know how, and the movie does not tell me how, Sienna Miller has gotten onto the subway and shot through the neighbor car. And to oh, Chad, she's finally a factor. Yeah, to Chad is yeah, furious, sick. and he says, "Didn't you see? He was lowering his gun. He was surrendering to me." She says, "I don't know. I just saw. I was just trying to protect you. I tried my best. I'm yeah, doing a righteous kill of my own. Well, but it wasn't because his gun was lowered. Yeah, but she maybe she couldn't see. Then it's still a mistake. Yeah, but so, it's justified mistake. Well, a dying mm-hmm. Michael, just like Dr. Julian Brashear, his predecessor, is bleeding out on the floor of the subway car, and he whispers the same to Chad. The cool hand, all lower, one word. <laughs> less sensuously, though, I assume. Yeah. Way less, yeah. <laughs> a lot less, yeah. Uh, so now everyone is in the subway station, including the feds and JK and Sienna and Officer Kelly, and they're all congratulating her on a job well done on this Michael killing, and then a suspicious to Chad asks if he can use Sienna's phone, claiming that his is dead. So she lends it to him, and he sees Uh-oh. her call log and sees that she had a call between herself and Officer Kelly. So now he knows mm-hmm. that she is connected to the raid on Dr. Julian Bashir. Sienna's the dirty one. She was much more of a factor than I I, I missed it completely. 
Well, oh. he, neither of you really missed it because it's it's all of them. So he to le Chad leaves as all the rest are celebrating. Uh, kill Dunwell. Um, the next morning, so now as if like, she just gives him her phone, like no problem. Yep. I don't need to check anything on here before I give it to you. <laughs> like yeah, definitely, your phone's dead. Here you go, one not corrupt cop on the force. Here you go, let me put in the password for you. <laughs> yep. That happens. So the next morning, JK arrives to his home while he's on the phone and finds that Chad is there waiting for him, calmly sipping on a cup of coffee. And In he, JK's house. In JK's house. And JK yeah. immediately admits to everything. Like, Chad barely even accuses him of any of it. He's like, I have the USBs. I way? know. Yeah, he's like, yep. Uh, so he just... Like, you know, remorsefully? No, or just like, no. yeah, you're right. No, very explicitly matter and matter of fact and not any remorse, but he lays all of it out. He says, yep, my cops from Station 85 were drug dealers and we were selling it on the side to make extra money and we were using Dr. Julian Bashir as our money launderer. And it was a complete coincidence that the cops came to the wine store to collect the same day that Tim and Mike were there, which is an unfortunate coincidence. And it's also an unfortunate coincidence that they use the same cleaner as we do. So that's two two coincidences, 21 bridges, nine kills. Uh, a and, lot, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> JK says, I sent you to clean up the mess because of your notorious kill blowing. Plus, mm -hmm. plus mm -hmm. I put Sienna, who's one of my co-conspirators, uh, on the case with you just to make yeah. sure it all fell in line, which she yeah. did. And by the way, to Chad, I just need you to know that this was not done as a selfish act, not done out of greed. This was all done to help my men and women of the 85 because they've all fallen at hard times. Divorce rates skyrocketed up to 70%. This one lost his home. This one had medical bills he couldn't pay. This one had a custody battle. He's just like itemizing the need of his men and women and that this was a necessity to keep them all afloat. And he feels completely justified in it. And to Chad, all you have to do is look away and we can never speak of this again and just go back to how things were. And to Chad says, I can't do that. I need to look the devil in the eye, which I believe is a quote from the funeral of his father. Oh. In the yeah. <laughs> he never got over that. <laughs> no. So JK's admitting all, I was wondering that the whole time, but you cleared it up. He... He's he he feels that he can ask this of to Chad and that to Chad's honor system and uh, and uh, justification system for his actions will align him with JK's philosophy. But he is wrong. He believes it, but he's wrong. And in the midst of this conversation, another cop nameless arrives at the exterior of JK's house, uh, I guess. To help JK because he got off the phone abruptly. He arrives home, sees to chat there, and he's like, I gotta go. So I guess the other end of that call wanted to come by and make sure he was okay. Yep. And um, they exchange gunplay. To Chad kills that cop real easily mm -hmm. through the window. And then he and JK get into a, like, one room to the next, like, backs to the wall, yelling at each other deal. Like, like shoving and grappling kind of deal? No, like, both of their backs are on opposite walls. Face off, face off style. Oh, I see. And like poking Love through doors shot. and shooting out and then taking cover again, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. And uh, JK takes one hit to the gut, and to Chad yells out, did I get you? And JK says, you wouldn't be asking if you weren't sure. Which I thought was weird. Um, yeah, what is that? <laughs> you wouldn't be asking if you weren't sure? I don't know. <laughs> he, what he means is, you know you got me. Yeah, but it was a, an odd Girl, way of communicating you know you got that. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Then, so JK could surrender and he could get medical attention, even though he's got this gut shot, but he won't. He carries on shooting and to Chad is forced to deal him a conclusive death blow kill shot (laughs) and he dies. And right about now, Sienna shows up and to Chad says, look, I've already uploaded everything from the USB into somewhere i've uploaded it somewhere so it now exists so it doesn't matter if you kill me right now because the information has already been disseminated but it does matter if you kill me in the sense that you'll get a life sentence and your child deserves their mother so uh don't kill me and suffer the consequences of your to-date crimes which are less than killing me right now in cold blood that's that equation is is definitely watertight. Yep, and she agrees. He's just mapping his way out of this. Yep. Wow. And um, she surrenders, and the film ends with him leading her out in handcuffs. Did we see the this whole this final um, scene, this uh, denouement, if you will? It occurred in the morning after. So, was there any like? Uh, do we see the bridges get lowered again or anything? Is there anything? Um, oh, I need yeah. the bridges. There is an indication of that. Like, there's a news report. So, in between the Sienna killing of Michael and the next morning, there's like a brief news excerpt. Like, and at the end Time's of up. this, uh, at, at end of this, like horrible night for New York. The two culprits have been killed, and all you know, the city has been reopened. And like, good job, cops. Yes, that sounds awesome. <laughs> like an awesome scene. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, wow. 21 bridges. Cl- you know, open and shut, but actually shut and then open. 